The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Yeah, that's right. We'll tell you all about that in a little bit, but uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. As a matter of fact, we are the only two-hour live outdoor show in Wisconsin, and for that matter, might be the whole country. <laughs> I mean, who's going to do a two-hour show on sports, on outdoor stuff, fishing and hunting and some of the Wacky, crazy train stuff that we do get into. Anyway, uh, he's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Uh, we are glad that you joined us this morning. I know it's early, but you know what? You know what today is, and we're going to mention this several times today because sometimes people forget it's daylight savings time, which I think is the stupidest thing this country does, daylight savings time. But anyway, but tonight is the night where you're going to set your clocks back, you know, spring forward, fall back, you know, that little thing. So tonight is the night. You set your clocks back an hour. Don't forget that, Danny. Set your clocks back an hour tonight. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got to do that. And if you want to, uh, you don't want to email us live during the show, just email us live at <coughs> ceoguys at yahoo.com. Or you can give us a call if you want to get into the show today. You got any questions or comments? 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. How you doing today, Danny? Yeah, I'm doing okay here. You yeah. managed the first two minutes by, without me. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, you had to get a coffee. <coughs> we got, oh, now he broke. <laughs> I'm the, adjusting the microphone. Yeah. The whole thing fell off in my hand. The, there's a nut oh. that fell down. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, there and it is. I see it. It's down by your foot. And yeah, in front of the chair. Right now, I can't go down there because I'm holding this mic up. Because you're holding it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mr. Jeff Orlovsky, the Polish hey, pipe Jeff. bomb, is here <coughs> helping. Uh, a train technician. Yeah. He, uh, helping our new I producer. Need a new carburetor on my truck. Yeah. What do you think you can do with that? Helping our it's new producer, Nick. <laughs> Jeez, can't get a word. I know what your name is, but they keep talking over there. But our new producer, Nick Bodie, is here. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. Yeah? You got up nice and fine this morning. You were okay <laughs> getting up early? Yeah. yeah nice. You don't mind this, huh? Yes, no. he does. What are you but, talking about? You know, Tom? believe Nobody it or not, get up at this believe time. it or not, there's a lot of people who listen this time in the morning. People are, you know, there's a lot of <coughs> traffic on the roads, and uh, they got to listen to something. We got uh, Keith and Shar. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh tom tom and, i'm, I'm uh, listening <laughs> and uh oh mary joe tom mary, and mary joe tom and mary joe and then i got another tom yeah. <laughs> uh, uh brule river tom listens i think we got uh, about seven don't we yeah about we haven't heard <laughs> kevin in the nursing home we yeah haven't we haven't heard, heard from, from kevin in a while time. yeah and i even i brought him a uh a hat yeah and i brought him a uh shirt too 
this summer I went and visited him. It was his birthday. Yeah, and brought we, him some cupcakes. To now I did share mention with the nurses. I did mention Danny that uh, you know when I opened the show I said it was the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, and I said I would ex- we would explain that and base <laughs> and because a lot of people have heard you know Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors for many years. Well, Midwestern Shooter Supply is still one of our sponsors. They're still advertising and all that. But they're just, you know, taking some money, going in other directions. And uh, Betsy from Skipper Buds, a lady who runs all 30-some places that they have around the country. Yep. She wanted to be uh, the naming sponsor of this show. They they like this show. I so. think Skipper Buds, aren't they not now the biggest Alumacraft dealer in the state? In the state, yeah. Biggest Alumacraft dealer in the state. So, yeah, you can get anywhere from a John boat up to a multi-million dollar yacht. You know, on and Skipper having Buds. owned Alumacraft since, oh, geez, I think the first Alumacraft our family got, my dad bought it. Back in 1967, a 14-foot with an 18-horse motor. And I think it was from Jim Flanagan, former linebacker of the Green Bay Packers. He had gotten traded to another team, mm-hmm. and he was selling his boat. My dad went and bought it for $675. How about that? I think, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly, because yeah, yeah. I was just a little kid, yeah, and yeah. I'm, so I would have been maybe ten, nine. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we got a boat, and we used that for years. <laughs> yeah. That was the original White Jaw 1. Okay. And I got a 99 one from uh, MW, my mm-hmm. first boat. And then I bought my other one in 2005 out there from, uh, I forget, it's now called Duco's, but uh, Competition Sports, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, like uh, I've had Alumacraft, still got that Alumacraft. They're great boats, and if you look at the new models, they've really come out with some really uh, cool color schemes. Mm-hmm. That paint. Uh, that's one thing I always liked about the Lunds. I always kind of liked the Lund you know that dark red that dark red kind of yeah, style yeah. and the black and uh Dale who works on boats uh Dale Krieger out there in Pewaukee he got a one year not model lund that was the coolest it's like got flames on it almost it's black with kind of oh flames. sure you know the yeah one I'm I've seen it about? I've seen it yep yep, yep. yeah mm-hmm. now his is getting kind of beat up now it's um but that would have been a cool not yeah. that you buy a boat well, I guess you do. You want something that, that looks, looks good. good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You like that looking but the, good. But the nice thing I like about the Alumacrafts is they're built so rock solid. Mm-hmm. Not a single problem with mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah, I mean, that thing doesn't leak. I mean, they've that's, got... The, that's now, important. It's always good not to have a leaker. And it's got the 2XB, you know, they got 2XB the... 2XB hull where it's hull and bow double and hull up in the first third of it, I think. Extra, yeah. extra plate. Mm-hmm. There's a 2XB bow, 2XB hull. Mm-hmm. If you get the more deluxe models, it's got both. Now, mine was not the deluxe, deluxe. I think mine just has the 2XB bow, but not mm-hmm. hull. I don't know, but it's just a great boat. So mm-hmm. head out to Skipper Buds there. Yeah, so they uh, they are the naming sponsor now. And we also have a new advertiser we wanted to welcome on board. Last week, everybody heard it because they uh, they they sponsored the Hornschwaggle now. That's Carl's Country Market in Menominee Falls, and uh, they people will be hearing their ads starting today. So everything is just rolling around, well, rolling Carl's, along, kind of good here on the cutting edge out, outdoors. We got a lot of people that listen to us. All yeah. seven. Eight now. Larry just got up. And uh, anyway, a lot of people that listen to us are fishermen, and a lot of them are Lake Michigan fishermen. 
And uh, smoking fish, I, I had an old buddy of mine, Skip, years ago, who claimed he made the greatest smoked fish in the world just using a Weber grill. And he did. I had some one time with brown trout. Oh, my God, it was great. But then I went out to Carl's and brought some brown trout out to them because Skip moved away. Carl's makes that same unbelievable smoked fish. Mm-hmm. It's the best you can find anywhere. Yeah, and they're smoke. really reasonable, too. Because mm-hmm. I went out there one time, and they kind of weighed the fish, and it was like 12.5 or something. I don't know, whatever. He rounded it down to 12. He could have mm-hmm. rounded it up and charged me more. The guy yeah. was real nice. He kind of rounded it down, yeah. and uh, it was great. So I'm looking forward to getting some fish out there smoked again. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I do the same thing like your friend does for years. I've uh, Many, many years ago, a guy showed me how to use a, a an, an old Weber-type grill for smoking fish, and it is actually very easy to do, It, it really, and it does a great job. And not only have I smoked fish in those, I've got two old Weber-type grills for smokers. When, when the grill starts going, you know, starts dying on you, whatever, right. then I just turn it into a smoker. So I have two of them now, and... Uh, I, I not only smoke fish, I'll smoke chickens, I'll smoke a, a small turkey. You know, I can smoke. Do you make your own brines then? Oh, you have to. And, 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 and it, and Cause you I know, think Skip you know, used like some kind of, ch- I don't know, what do you use? We, chips from cherry tree. Oh, you I don't mean know, the wood? Yeah, with the oh, wood. When it comes to the wood, any hardwood will do. You just can't use any, any tree that has needles on it. No, no coniferous type no. trees. It's got to be a hardwood. Now, I mean, you can use oak, maple, but your nuts. maple that your, your Is nut- there a cherry? Is it yeah, cherry there's wood? cherry. Cherry wood is good. I mean, any any fruit bearing tree, that wood is preferred. Any is fruit bearing tree it has a sweet kind of uh, a smoke. Supposedly, it all smells good to me. I don't care if it's uh, from an oak tree or a cherry tree or an apple tree. You know, a lot of you see a lot of apple wood smoked bacon or whatever. You know. But, you know, to tell you the truth, when you smell it, it all smells good and it all tastes good. What now, if you use Swisher Sweet Cigars, Tom? <laughs> throw those, throw a few Wouldn't of those, those in there. Good? Yeah, it'd the be wonderful. from there, they got the cherry kind of a taste. <laughs> yeah, be wonderful. Ah, we gotta... But anyway, uh, but yeah, any hardwood is good. And we used to have, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, one of those uh, little apple trees. It's not an apple, a uh, crab apple crab tree. Crab apple tree, yeah. We had one of those in the front yard, and whenever I... If I was running low on wood, I'd cut a little branch. I'd cut a branch off it somewhere and use it. Someone's going to call the cops. Yeah. Hey, some hey. guys out in my front yard cutting limbs no. off my crab no. apple tree. No, it was my tree. So I your tree. <laughs> it was my tree. I could cut it's it. Yeah. Nice doing it. Yeah. your tree. But, but, you can do what and, you and want. And then when I when I cut it down, I I saved a whole bunch of perfect sizes, you know. And I yeah. got a box, a big box, a tub of, you know, wood that's dried out, perfect for smoking. But the thing is, is that you, one guy one time I know, he, he smoked his fish. He asked how to do it on an old Weber-type grill, okay? And uh, I explained it to him, but he never did ask me about the brine. Now, I thought he already knew that you have to brine the fish first. Now, but what he, does the brine do exactly? Makes it taste good. <laughs> and the brine, they normally use a mixture of uh, what? Uh... Well, you use, uh, coat, uh, what do you call it, uh, brining salt. Uh, this is what, basically what I use. And I've had a lot of people ask me for the brine recipe on the show here and I'd have to email it to them or whatever. The the new buyer. Yeah. But it's basically, it's just, uh, uh, brining, canning salt. Uh, and then I use uh, some maple syrup, some brown sugar, some lemon, a little nutmeg in there. 
no, no, excuse me, little cloves in there, uh, ground cloves. Uh, you know, it's pretty basic. I would think but, the maple syrup is yeah. kind of a key to giving and, a sweet taste. Yeah, and, and it'd be it, fun. You can probably experiment with putting different sweet things yeah, in there. Yeah, but you don't have to use real maple syrup. That's too expensive. You just use pancake syrup. I'm a but, wealthy landowner But if you don't, Douglas if you don't use the syrup, as long as you have the brown sugar, that's the main thing. But you'll get a caramelization on it when you right. smoke it. It is really, yeah, it it turns well, out. That's but you what got tasted br- so good is that kind of caramel kind yes. of a... Uh, brown sugary yeah. maple type yeah. on the top of the fish. Yeah. And you have to brine it for at least four hours, preferably overnight, and it's got to be kept cold. So in the fall, it's a great time just to put the bucket of fish that's brining out in the garage. But if it's in the summertime, you better have room in a refrigerator somewhere where you can put it in there to keep it so cool overnight. So like a overnight. big kettle, like I got this big yeah. giant blue kettle. Anything but aluminum, though. You can't use aluminum. No good. That was yeah, an, I can't I got use an aluminum. aluminum kettle. Preferably Why plastic. not aluminum? It'll give it a, 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 a tinny taste. Oh, it'll give it a metal, metallic taste. Yes, yeah. So uh, preferably those like little plastic buckets or whatever, depending on how much fish you're brining, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. The same one you use to carry <laughs> your suckers in from the no, bait store to the No, not that bucket. Boat. Not that bucket. <laughs> Right, we've already covered one great topic, Tom. We covered smoking fish, which we had planned in our meeting this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, today, uh, well, we'll tell you, don't forget, oh, I got those numbers for you. I'll give those during the break because the big $6 million classic breeder, Breeders' Cup horse races today, which me and Danny got a few dollars on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to break. Let me try this, Tom. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be back after these messages. All right. Oh, here we go. Maybe we'd be better off just. Maybe we should hear a little bit of that we know. You're good to go. <laughs> huh? You're good to go. Huh? Huh? Like an old man. Huh? Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) Welcome back to the Skipper Buds. Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250 is the number with hunting, fishing reports, but no complaints. Yeah, no complaints. If you do, we'll hang up. Bodie will hang up on you. Yeah. Uh, Well, we should call him Nick by his first name, not his last name, eh? Yeah, I don't know. But Bodie kind of seems like a first name, too. We're going to have to tease him about... I think it bodes well. Yeah. See? See See how that works? Right away, I'm kind of coming up with stuff. Hey, you're talking about the Breeders' Cup now. Yeah. Well, we do have a caller, the guy from uh, Kansas who is now in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll we'll get Nick to get him on in a second. Um, But anyway, he's he's talking on another line, so... (laughs) But yeah, the Breeders' Cup coming up today... Yeah. The $6 uh, million dollar class. So what's the maximum we can win, Tom? It, it with never, our... If we, that's, you know what? We should, oh no, we can't call our no-name bookie. We can't that's call him this morning. I'm looking for a dollar amount yeah. there, buddy. Well, I'll with tell you my, this. What do I get with my $12 that, wage? You wait. never know. You could get 50 a, bucks? You could get a buck and a half, 50 bucks, bucks, 100 bucks. 100 bucks. You never know. I can maybe get 100 bucks. You never know. But Nick, can you put on uh, who, what? Who do we have on line one there? Who is that? Do you know? Kean. That's it. Kean. Let's get Kean up here. All right. Hey. Good morning, Kean. 
What's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for holding. I I understand you're in Nebraska, ready to get your hands bloody. Um, I'm back in Nebraska. Remember, I talked to you guys and you asked me about Lowmiller. Yeah. Yeah, and I was guiding. And yeah. We, uh, we knocked five down. Yeah, that's and right. You know that Lori, that Lori that sat in for oh, yeah. somebody. Yeah. She, her, her and I are friends on Facebook. Is that right? I, I'm not kidding you. Well, so you I get got, you get around. Well, you Ian. were up musky fishing when we talked, right? Well, it, it was that yeah, was we a while ago. About um, yeah, we were talking about Riley Lake. Yep, up there by Leona. Yeah, the smallmouth, the smallmouth up there. Oh, gotcha. You guys got right. There yet I'm, I'm, I'm keeping track of you guys. Right, right. That's right. But anyway, what are you doing now in Nebraska? What we're, happened? Uh, I'm back with my best buddy from the UP, and we're uh, we're going bow hunt ourselves. There's no guiding. It's uh, it's just me and him. And I went out yesterday, and I set up stands, and I got three big scrapes and branches that are tore down that are about oh six and a half feet up in the up in the up in the air. And uh, life's good, man. So I, I listen to you guys every Saturday, and I'm I'm here in Nebraska hunting. And I had to tell you about it. You know, Kean, you're going to have to ask your buddy from the UP. Now he's right a here. yeah, he's a Michiganian right now. But wouldn't he rather be a Wisconsinite? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't Wisconsin just take over the UP? You know, tell apologize <laughs> to your buddy there because you know Tom's been talking kind of foolish about this. I'm a I'm a transplant Uper. Okay. I grew up. I grew up in Shano. I am a Wisconsin boy. Yeah, Shano. I'm yeah. Original. I'm original cheesehead. I yeah. brought the cheese. I brought the cheese to the UP, and county by county, we are taking it over. Well, that's good. Well, I think I think we ought to take it over from Michigan. I think that's kind of like socialism go. slowly <laughs> taking over our yeah. country. You guys are just Wisconsinites slowly I, taking over the UP. There you go. I agree 100. percent We send them down all below the bridge. And we all move up. Yeah. So, is he a Packer fan or a, a, Mich- a Lion fan? Oh God, no! I'm a Packer fan. No, your your buddy from the UP. This is him. This is Jeff. I'm Jeff from the UP. Oh, now, I didn't know we switched people. We did switch, and oh. I am a big Brewer fan, which I like to see what happened there. I am a Badger fan. A little disappointed with the season. Yeah. I am a Packer fan, right. and I fight. I fight daily with those people up there because they don't know any better. And there are some Lions fans, and there are some of those Michigan fans up there. All right. Well, well then- right now, Tom, nobody cares about football. Packers and Lions, neither are doing good. Let's talk important stuff. The bow hunting up there—that's what you're doing, <laughs> right? Right. Um, I don't know if you guys. This is Keen again. I don't know if you guys ever looked at my Facebook page, but we knocked down five or six, and we put it was—they're huge. And now the rut's on. And uh, I got here first. Jeff got here last night about 6 o'clock. But all day yesterday, I was putting up stands, making sure stands were safe. And there are rubs and scrapes. I'm not kidding you. I came, I came, I came upon uh, rubs that were probably thicker than your thigh. Well, are you hunting, being as I know nothing about Nebraska, um, other than the college football team, are, they, uh, are you hunting public or private land? Private land. Okay, so you can set up some stands, and uh, you got some pretty good setup. You got the bucks moving there. And didn't you say last time that there are both whitetail and mule deer in Nebraska? Correct. And where we're hunting is, is primarily you'll have a spot where there's whitetails and a spot where there's mule deer, but where we're hunting now is uh, a mixture of both. Prime. Okay. Oh, so you do have a mixture of both. Now, Correct. 
it's the what are the mule deer are they rutting as well? They are. Okay. And are their rutting habits similar, making scrapes like whitetails and so forth? They, they don't. They don't. They're they they're more. Um, they're not as as aggressive. And I was telling Jeff last night as we were out scouting, um, you you will find a whitetail buck will breed a mule deer doe, and if they produce a buck or or a fawn buck, his genitals, if you will, won't drop. And he'll stay in velvet, and he cannot breed again. So the offspring oh. is kind of like a tiger muskie. Yeah, which I was is, just going to say, like a hybrid ste- muskie. Which yeah. is sterile. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. How about that? Wow, I'm sure I'm glad I wasn't born as a cross between a mule or deer. Or it's kind of like, well, and it's kind of like between. It would kind of suck to be him. Mules and donkey, and, and the difference between a mule and a donkey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You okay. got it. Got it. All right. Cool. Okay. So, All right. Anyway, when you, when you talk to Lori, tell her I said hello. Okay. we Will do. Will and, do. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. And uh, good luck. Good luck. And and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be in contact. Okay. All right. Shoot talk some to you later, Kean. Good luck. All right, man. Take okay, care. Bye Thanks. now. Well, boy, Kean listens to us every Saturday. He's around the country. He hunting. must have the app or something. Yeah, he's got to have the app. Yeah. Got to have an app. Yeah. And if people What's don't know app? what the app is, uh, what what is our app that you can listen to it live on your phone? It's a free app. Do you know what Radio. it is? Radio.com. Radio.com. That's it. That's easy. Just And it's Even a free Tom app. Even Tom can remember. No, I forgot it. You need the www dot in front of it? No, you don't need that. HTTP slash slash colon. store, search radio.com, and all the beautiful outdoors action is right there. Yeah, and it's free, oh, and it's free. free. That's, right. I think that's the best part of the whole deal. It's free. I so, like that. We were talking Breeders' Cup before, Tom. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to win big on this. I'm on a roll. I won the Powerball. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Want to know how much I won? Uh, okay. Okay, I matched the Powerball, and then I matched two of the other numbers, right? Ten bucks? That's pretty good, right? I matched two numbers and the Powerball. You would think at least a hundred bucks. Oh, no, two bucks. which stopped me dead in my tracks when I went to the, uh, to the, uh, you know, the little gas station and you slide it under the little thing, the little light lights up. I'm not one of those guys who's going to look at the numbers. That'd be like way too much work Work, and thinking. So I put it, although I never always trust those things. Sometimes I wonder, what if it makes a mistake? So I put it under there, and you're so used to the, it was halfway floating down into the garbage because you run it through yeah. and you just toss it because all comes up. Sorry, not a winner. Sorry, not a winner. I've been hearing that my whole life. It's got, I got a complex. <laughs> Heard it since I was three. So anyway, it's on the way to the garbage, and all of a sudden, ching, ching, $21. Please sign your ticket. I was grabbing oh, it out wow. of the garbage wow. and rushing to wow. Habib at the gas station there and saying, hey, I won. I'm a winner. Oh, well, Yeah, so see? Yeah, so I'm something. set to win big time now in the Breeders' Cup. Well, last year, uh, Bushy and I, we, we usually bet uh, the... the uh, what's, Trifecta, trifecta. No, no, what's the first race in the spring? Uh, the, Kentucky Derby? Yeah, Kentucky <laughs> Derby, Preakness, and Belmont. We bet those three. And we... We usually either break even. We I don't. I think one time a number of years ago we lost a few bucks, but I mean not much, just a few, a few dollars. Lawns, made some yeah. And made so, but uh, in the Belmont last year, and me and Bushy, we bet a whole twelve dollars a piece. You know, that's all. Well, last year 
all the favorites came in, so we each won a buck and a half. <laughs> so we told our friend, the no-name bookie, who goes down to Potawatomi to place the bets, we just told him to just keep the three bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we're we'll due to see. win. Well, yeah, you know, we 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 don't rarely do we actually lose our money. We we usually make something. So, but the only reason why we make anything is because we fo- follow Mark Belling's picks. We take his four picks, and that's what we bet. We bet his. Now the no-name bookie, he bets every race in the Breeders' Cup. I think there's like ten of them, and he bets every single one. Yeah, he thinks he knows what he's doing, but you know what? Every year he wins money. <laughs> Every year. So he does know what he's doing, Tom. Sometimes he does. Those I don't. I don't want to tell him. I don't, I, I don't want to tell him he does because then Nothing he'll just get a big head. You know? They know what they're doing yeah. and they don't. I don't want him to get a big head. Are you ready to go? We got to go to a commercial break. Coming up next is going to be the gut report. And don't forget, at six forty-five after the six forty-five break, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Carl's Country Market. So stay tuned for that and much, much more here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. You know, every week I'm giving you different hunt, uh, cooking tips or recipes on different things, but I never, I rarely get into something sweet. Well, how would you like to make an easy and good caramel candy? Make your own caramels, or is it caramel? <laughs> we talked about that one week. Well, anyway, here's first of all, here's the ingredients. One small can of Eagle brand, con- well, any kind of condensed milk. One small can of condensed milk, two cups of brown sugar, one cup of white caro syrup, half pound of butter, and a half teaspoon of vanilla. Put all the ingredients except the vanilla in a heavy saucepan and cook over a low heat until the sugar melts. You got to be stirring this constantly. Cook over, uh, cook over low to medium heat until, you know, it's going to be bubbling on you. Okay, when it starts to bubble, you take a spoon, you take a little bit out, and you drop it into cold water. And if it forms a ball, okay, you got it. Then you uh, add the vanilla and then pour it slightly. Uh, into a slightly buttered 9 by 13 inch pan. After it cools, you just cut it in squares and wrap it up, you know, and that's it. I mean, it's so simple to make really good caramel candy. So that's it. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Yeah, and folks, if you couldn't write that down uh, quick enough, just go on to uh, what? What's our podcast thing again? Uh, Radio. Radio.com app. No, no, not the, not that. The podcast. Uh, that's. Uh, I mean, where you can listen to stuff later on. Oh, where you can play, uh, listen to our show like later in the day or yeah. next week. It's uh, up on the fan website. Yeah. No, but what it, uh, it's 1057fmthefan.com. Yes. That's it. 
1057fm.com. It'll come up yeah. and you click and Just on look the for shows, go down to Cutting Edge you can Outdoors. Just, just, Tom, you just type in Cutting Edge Outdoors, 1057 The Fan. And yeah. Google that. Yeah. Google that. Google that. Yeah. A lot of that. Googling going on. You don't on. have a lot of experience with the Google. Oh, I, I Google. Let me. I Google once in a while. Let yeah, me I Google. teach you the ways. But sometimes, of the if Google. I if I know the if I know the dot com address, I just use that if I know it. Instead of enter instead of googling, I just enter the name and Google. Yeah, you just go, you're a Why go, waste you're a your Googler. Time doing that <laughs> you're dot a Googler. Com crap. Now you're gonna go up north this uh, well th- after the show. <clears throat> here's the deal, Tom. Um, yeah, I am gonna I am gonna try and drive up and go sit in the woods tonight and probably tomorrow morning and drive home and if I get a crack at a decent buck with the crossbow, I think I'm just I'm gonna take it. I don't I don't think I'm gonna hold out for a monster here. I think I'm just gonna try and bust one. I let let a bunch of deer go last year and went venisonless for the first time. In fact, last year, Tom, I was going up for the late yeah. season doe hunt when I'd left the station uh for that December antlerless hunt, just figuring I'd go plug a, a, a doe on the field. And all of a sudden I'm getting something seizing up in my rear end yeah. right before I left uh Pewaukee, and sure enough, I took it to the uh, Firestone, and my emergency brake had been disintegrating, and and it would have eventually seized up the whole rear end. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it could have been bad. So I that aborted the trip, and I never ended, never did end up going up to shoot a doe. But right now, Tom, you really, I okay, I've I've got a new uh, kind of a motto, mantra, whatever you want to call it, this time of year now that I've adapt, I'm adapting. Uh, no driving at night. No driving in the dark. Now, of course, I had to drive in this morning, and I'm thinking about this. Why? Because the deer are running crazy now. I know. Now I is mean, the time to be last careful. Last year, I was coming back from Midwestern Shooter Supply last year up, you know, near the Oshkosh area uh, or south of Oshkosh. I, anyway, I just had a feeling. I was on, uh, I think I mentioned this last week on the show. I had a premonition. My spidey senses. I thought yeah. something's, and I was on that uh, 164 coming from Hartford off of Highway 60 that shot right to Pewaukee, and I kept putting my brights on. Even though other cars were coming towards me at a distance, I thought something's going to happen, and sure enough, here comes the buck, and he come up out of a ditch where had I not been just on high alert, I, I would have hit it, Rod mm-hmm. Square, but mm-hmm. something just told me. So they're moving. So today I'm, I get on 16 coming out of Pewaukee, and again, I'm nervous. I'm thinking, you know, this is not a good stretch right here. Remember John hit one a couple of oh, years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, not a good stretch. So again, I got my brights on, and I'm going a little bit extra slow. And sure enough, really? there it is coming across in front of me. You could barely see it if you weren't looking. Is this buck? And uh, again, I was on high alert. And then right after... So then it was going to cross the median, and I see a vehicle come in the other direction. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, man, he could end up smacking it. So I try flashing my lights at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people drive oblivious. They don't slow down for anything because sure, as soon as I pass that deer, I look in my rear view mirror, and there's some butthole right, right on my tailgate. You know, he must have been driving 90 miles an hour because when I first got on to 16, there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. But he's right on my rear end, and I'm thinking... He probably had no idea why I was slowing down. Yeah. You know, yeah. these people are just drive unaware. Mm-hmm. You got to be watching this time of year. Yeah, this time of the year, night night driving, you got to be really alert, like you said. You really do because, man, they'll pop out. And, you know, uh, over by me, there's a cemetery 
up the road, and they pop out of that cemetery constantly. We always find one on the road. You always see one dead on the road Th- there. There are some that you hit that are unavoidable that just run well, right into oh, the side. Yeah, yeah. But I would probably say, dare to say, Tom, that 90% of the deer that are hit, if people were driving, scanning the side of the road with their eyes constantly on the alert, looking mm-hmm. for eyes, you know, looking yeah. for whatever... I think a lot of them could be avoided because I've seen there's daytime there's daytimes where I've seen deer coming out along ready to run across the major highway and the and the person driving behind me or in the lane next to me is just driving along listening to their music talking on the phone totally unaware mm-hmm. that there's three deer in the shoulder ready to bolt in front. I right. think most of them could be avoided if people had Half, uh, you know, could halfways be alert. Yeah, they pay attention. They should teach that in driver's ed in Wisconsin. They don't. They should. (laughs) They should. You're most likely, you're more likely to hit a deer than you are a kid on a bike. Yeah. Um, We've had this caller on on hold a while. Who is this? I just noticed that. Who who do we got? Tom gets nervous. Uh, We have Randy in Eagle, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. He has a tip about the dew on the grass and how it affects hunting. All right. Let's uh, get Randy on the line. Good morning, Randy. Hi, good morning, guys. Yeah, thanks for holding on. I, I just noticed that we had you on hold there. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that's quite all right. <laughs> now, what? I got knowledge overload this morning. Okay. I'm the master of the outdoors. <laughs> well, well, we got another one coming up after the horn schwaggle, too. But anyway, yeah. go, what's yeah, your tip? I wanted tip? to throw this at you that a lot of people don't realize. If you got a nice goo on the grass in the morning, you're guaranteed like four to five hours of nice weather. You know, so if you're doing anything in the outdoors, it's pretty much guaranteed. Same thing in the winter if you got frost, you know, it's, it's going to be guaranteed. You're going to be four or five hours, nice weather. Right. Why is that? Pardon? Why is that? Because the moisture is out of the air. It's already on the ground. Oh, okay. okay. So All you got to do is watch the barometer and the dew on the grass, and then you pretty much know exactly what the whole day is going to be. Oh, so you know it, got, it won't be yeah. raining on you then, right? Right. Yeah. I got to give credit to the farmer's almanac. I got years ago. I tell everybody about it, and they go, you know something, Randy? I've been living by this, and by golly, it worked. Oh, yeah. so I'll have to look, have so to look at that for if, fishing. Well, yeah, if there's, fishing, if anyway, there's dew on the grass, it's going to be a nice day. And if there's frost on the roofs, on the shingles, it's going to be a nice day. Tom. Or windshield? Who scrapes their I thought, shingles? I, I, I thought, what did you say? Frost on what? Any, you know, if you got frost on the grass or, or anywhere on, car. on the car anywhere, or yeah. on the roof of the house, yeah. whatever. Okay, AKA it's going to be a nice day. Windows. Okay, yeah, the moisture's out of the air, and if the grass is <laughs> yeah. dry in the morning, you don't know what's going to happen. Okay, all, all right. right. Good. That and the barometer, it never fails. Good tip. That's a great tip. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All and right, take thank care, you, Randy. And thanks for listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And now, you know what's next? We need a caller. 799-1250. Be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. You will win, if you get two out of three correct, a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Carl's Country Market. They're on Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. They are, as they like to say, a cut above the rest when it comes to meat and sausages. So, Give a call, 414-799-1250, and you will be a member. Uh, you will play the Hornschwaggle. We'll be right back with more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Look out the left, the captain's 
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. To the what? Whoops. Skipper Buds. <laughs> It'll take a while Formerly for us to get used to that. Midwestern Shooter Supply. I was wondering how long yeah, it would take me to buds. do that. <laughs> the Skipper Buds. Cutting edge outdoors. That didn't change, right? No. We're still cutting edge outdoors, Tom? As far as I know. Okay, good. Well, that's what your hat says, dude. Well, we are the cutting edge. All right. <laughs> Speaking of cutting edge... We've got the Hornswoggle segment, Mr. Douglas. And uh, anyway, uh, you got to be greatly learned and knowledgeable for this segment. We research these questions far and wide across the U.S. We have a panel of experts that we bounce this off of weekly from hither and yonder and your. And we come up with these. So you have to be knowledgeable. And do we have a contestant for this? We do. We have Mike in South Milwaukee. Okay, Mike. Thanks for listening, buddy. Uh, so you got Good your, morning. Got your thinking cap on. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. And uh, I won last week. Oh. I just received my Bucky uh, meets. Uh, your Bucky's. Uh, you mean your, your uh, Carl's, Carl's Country, Country Market. Market. Okay. So here we go. So you know how this works. The uh, Okay. Mule deers. Mule deers. Mule deer and whitetails do not interbreed. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's no hornswoggle. Nope, that's a hornswoggle. They do, if you're listening. I knew that because they do interbreed. God dang it, we were talking to uh, Leon or Keon, I mean, out in in Nebraska, and he told us that they're... They're well, born, they're nutless, and they can't over, they can't well, breed after if they're a male. Nutless. That's what he said. That's kind of a squirrel <laughs> who went hungry. He was nutless. What you call him? <laughs> nutless. You ever call kids, when I were kids, you'd call another guy numb nuts. Yeah, of course. Where did that one go? Yeah, I don't I know. I kind of like that one, actually. Okay. Some people deserve that name. So anyway, donkeys and mules will cross, and the crossbeat is called a monkey. That's a horse Okay. All righty. All right. You're one out of two. Here we go. All right. No pressure or anything. If you miss, you lose on this one, though. But if you get it, you get all the tea in China. So anyway, cottontail rabbits actually like apples more than carrots. <laughs> That's a no horse It's a no horse swaggle. That's right. All okay. Right. So leave your information... Because I don't think we uh, archive. Yeah, leave your information and we'll get you that certificate there. All right. Thanks a lot. Congratulations. Yeah, stay on hold and uh, Nick will get your info. All righty. Oh, here. We got an email, Danny. This This is interesting. This is from Ray. Ray says, morning, guys. I'd like to know if any of you have ever caught a lawyer fish. They go by several different names, lawyers. Eel pout, and there's one other name. Ling, lingcod or something like that. Uh, eel pout, eel lawyer, pout, lawyer, and what's the other lawyer one? Lawyer, and it's not dogfish, is it? No, 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 it's not dogfish. Dogfish is something different. That's something different. Lawyer, eel pout. There is something else, and I'm yeah, missing and it I, right I'm, now. I'm, yeah, well, anyway, we were fishing at the dam in Montella, Wisconsin, using Wolf River, Wolf River rigs with crawlers. I caught a 30-inch lawyer. That's a pretty big one. Uh, never saw one before. Another angler told us... Burbot. Burbot. That's it. Very good. Burbot. Another angler told us what it was and recommended we throw it back. Regrettably, we did. 
Later that day, Googling lawyerfish, a.k.a. freshwater cod, that's another thing you can call them. Freshwater cod. Yeah, we learned quite a bit about them. They're certainly not a pretty fish, and the origin of their name gave us a chuckle. Please see attached photo. Uh, keep that train rolling from keep Ray. The crazy now, when I used to fish Winnebago a lot in the wintertime, ice fishing, mm-hmm. we caught quite a few lawyers. Yep. And... Uh, and actually, Ray, they're very good eating. They're very good. They're a yes. They're an ugly fish. They'll like wrap around your arm almost. They, uh, but if you skin them and fillet them, I'm telling you what, man, or or fillet them and then skin them, you just drop those in a, 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 a salted boiling water with some pickling spices in there if you want. But salted boiling water, and you just boil them for a few minutes. Take them out, put butter over them. It's called the poor man's lobster. Well, when I was yeah. fishing uh, Lake of the Woods with Bob uh, w- Bob Woods, 1998, mm-hmm. 1999, yeah, you can look him up. Uh, he's on some of the In Fisherman videos as a uh, expert fisherman for Monster Pike Through the Ice. And mm-hmm. anyway, we were fishing with him and uh, my buddy Scott Olson. <laughs> Every time he'd get a tip up, you can tell it's a burbot because it the, the flag will go up, and then when you go over there, it just slowly makes a little half turn, the spindle. Yeah. Then it'll make another turn. Then it'll just maybe slowly turn, and you can guaranteed that's going to be a burbot. And all he caught for like three days was burbot. Hence, we gave him the nickname Burbot Boy. But <laughs> burbot Boy. anyway, Bob Woods, we were t- we'd throw him on the ice, and the eagles would come down and eat him. And I said to him, I said, Bob, you know, they say that that, you know, Tastes like poor man's, that's like poor man's lobster. Yeah. And he said, yeah, they say that about everything that tastes like crap, that it tastes like poor man's lobster. And we had a big laugh really? about it. Did you guys try him? No, no? we were laughing oh. that it tastes like crap, except they didn't use the word crap. And no. we just cracked up laughing because it seems like there's so many things out there that it's like poor man's lobster. How, well. ma- how many types of things? Just like how many game animals taste like chicken. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. But they are actually good eating. They are. Well, now, yeah, because yeah, yeah. now I see people f- target them on Winnebago. Yeah. As a matter of fact, up in Minnesota, they have a big uh, burbot uh, ice tournament well, just, just to catch those. Well, yeah. I, let's get back to when I was a, uh, a kid growing up in the 60s and 70s, the Namadji River, you know, where I got my wealthy estate on Douglas. Mm-hmm. I actually own both sides <laughs> of the river up there. Uh, you, my uncle would go out there. They learned this from the farmers back in 1930 or 40, whatever they would, there were no ice augers. They'd take an ax, my uncle and my dad, and they chop a hole in the ice. And this is in like January when it's freezing cold up there by Duluth Superior. And they'd get on a sandbar and they'd cut a hole and maybe there'd be like a foot or a couple feet of water to the sand mm-hmm. in the river flowing underneath. And they'd go stand there with a spotlight and a spear and stand there for like three, four hours from like, you know, till like midnight, you know, from sundown to midnight, Mm -hmm. and they'd spear lawyers. Really? Yeah, and that's the first time I heard the term lawyer. And I went one night with them, and I stood there for an hour, and my toes were freezing, and I thought, this is the dumbest thing in the world to stand and look down a hole with a spotlight in the middle of the night with the wolves howling around you waiting to spear a goddamn lawyer. And they weren't <laughs> even all that big, but one night I think they got like five or six and they gave it to the farmer, old Eddie Miller. Mm-hmm. They gave it to him because he'd eat anything. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's the, 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 I was told then. My uncle, they're like poor man's lobster. Yeah. They, and, and I and, guess and, it's true. Fifty years later, I find out that was a no horn schwaggle. Yeah. They, they, uh, they, yeah, they are good. We used to catch a lot of them on Winnebago walleye fishing, you know, on the tip-ups. And you're right. They didn't run. I mean, they didn't, they didn't like take off. You right. know, they just, it was, you, sometimes you wondered, is the, is it still there? <laughs> you know, is the fish still there? Cause you didn't know what kind of fish, but yeah, you're right. Thinking back about it. We got another email from Mark. He said, picked up a dandy Tuesday. We were talking about roadkill. He says, picked up a dandy Tuesday on my way to work. He's got some pictures here of roadkill, and uh, so, you know. But he's I'm, got a picture of a dead deer. I, a lawyer? Well, no, they're, the they're road. roadkill deer. And, and actually, you know, uh, it's legal to take those right now, you know, if you want them. Um, I, I'm trying to open up. Oh, there's, oh, this was a buck. One, two. Yeah, it's a four or six pointer, something like that. If you If you hit a deer... And you don't smash up its guts and all that. Um, yeah, they're okay to take. You know, it's okay. It's legal. I think you just have to let the DNR know. Yeah, I hit so. one in Wapaka County, May 1978. And my dad, uh, no, actually, May 1974, because I was 16. And my dad was all happy because I came home with the 69 Bonneville with the deer in the trunk. Mm-hmm. He was in our basement skinning it yeah. in the middle of July. <laughs> and he wasn't upset because that Bonneville had no no damage whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, that was like when John hit that one on SS on what they call Frog Alley out there in Pewaukee. He, uh, well, it, it happened to have its head down, so he hit it in the head with right his bumper. That's right where I saw the buck today. Yeah. It had come across from yeah. there and was going across 16 today. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he hit it and killed it, and he called the sheriff. Sheriff came over, helped John throw it in the tr- back of his truck, and then he came over to the studio, and remember what he asked us? Remember what John asked you and me? He says, hey, one of you guys want to clean my deer for me or dress out my deer? And we both looked at him and said, no, no. way. So uh, anyway. Anyway, but yeah, Mark Jeske sent some pictures of uh, roadkill that he got. I think it's a five-pointer. It's either five or six, one of the two. So anyway, yeah, good for you. Anyway, all right, we got to go to a break. Nick has given us the high sign. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.